welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Today, we feature audio from the Elite Business Advice Podcast with Chris Moore. In this episode, Mark Warren joins to talk about the big rocks of life and the six F's to focus on to ensure you live out your life's priorities. This episode is sponsored by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business and also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Mark Warren back with us on the show to talk through the big rocks of life and living out your priorities. Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Chris, it's an exciting time again. Love to be back here yes. and talk about the things at business and how life works together. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think we were talking when you got here. I think you did our, our second episode uh, and I uh, was talking to the creative director when we got over here. And I think we're at about episode 53 that's came out now wow. since the beginning. So um, it's fun to circle back and have some of you guys back on here in season two. And um, we're not going away. It's uh he said the average podcast lasts six episodes. I was surprised at that. So um, we're not going anywhere. So thanks for coming back and doing this. Most certainly. It's a privilege. You know, yeah. I'd like to see uh, your success. I appreciate and it. The whole system is just you're providing great value for people. I appreciate that. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself for those that maybe didn't plug into episode two last year. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Try to keep it like within, you know, 10 minutes at least. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could go forever. I'm just that <laughs> phenomenal as a person. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. No, you really are. Don't I'm, discredit yourself. I'm just a local guy here in Granite City. Uh, and I have a great opportunity because of working hard every day. Uh, started my own business six years ago after working through corporations and uh, have built an inspection company. Yep. Okay, I've got seven guys right now. We're lo- recruiting and training and building. And uh, I've learned to 10-plus years of doing business at a high level that it takes more than just uh, business ability. Yes. It takes the full package. And I talk about excellence all the time to people. I have a business card that I hand out. It's, it's an ace. Called ace. Okay. Love it. Uh, attitude, competence, and excellence. And the really the big thing to me is when you talk about excellence, it can't be in just one area. Right. You can be a great golfer, but if your family has nothing to do in your life, then where do you share it with or things like that? No, I might argue with that one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I understand. Kidding. I'm you just love kidding. to golf. I do. I do love to golf. It was funny. I was telling somebody the other day, um, they've got, uh, he's getting ready to get married and, uh, he's a huge golfer. He's one of our clients up in Canada. And, and I was like, yeah, just so you know, like, you know, it's for me, it's, it's family and then golf. I said, and then when you have a kid, then golf goes to number three. Right. I said, and it just keeps kind of going down on the priority list. I said, so enjoy, enjoy playing every week while you can Stuart. So, yeah. So I'm a happily married 43 years. Yes. Tressa deserves sons, a lot of grandchildren. Credit. Oh, listen, she's the rock of all of it. <laughs> yes. Okay. I give her kudos every day. Yes. I can go run, run around the planet because she takes care of what needs to be taken care of. Yep. You know, and it's all roles. 
Uh, it's not one thing or the other. It's not less important. Uh, she gifts me when she goes out to a marketing event with me. Yeah. That's not who she is. Right. So if I know she shows up, she has done that for me. Yeah. Not for her, because yep. she could care less being there in the one sense. Yeah, kind of so, like when your wife takes time to come record a podcast episode with you and coming out next week. So, yeah. 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 So, same thing. Yep. You know, it's a give and a take. What's the best for us together? Because I always work off the principle every day. I have her best in mind. She has my best in exactly. mind. Now, that doesn't work out every day. <laughs> no, but you try. Uh, we work towards yep. it. Yep. You got to have a common goal. That's again. awesome. Okay. That's awesome. So, one thing, um, you know, you talk a lot about living out your priorities. Uh, and you know, you talked about building a business and that there's a lot more to it than just business. Right. And so, um, share with me a little bit about the six F's that you like to share with people when you sit down and kind of have a one-on-one, um, cause let's be honest you are, you built a home inspection company, uh, but your ministry is out serving and helping people grow and, and reach their potential. And, and I love that. I know you've been a huge influence in my life. Uh, and so share a little bit about the six F's you talk through with people when you sit down with them. Well, there's six, six areas of life. You can expand it one up and down, back and forth. But, you know, I talk about faith, family, friends, fun, fitness, and finances, okay? And all those have a certain thing in oh, the whole dynamics of the circle of life. Yep. And when you understand that your faith is the first, it's the foundation of who you are and what you do every day. And everybody defines that different. As I was sharing with you before yeah. we started today, I have a survey that I give to people if you meet with me, and I will have them fill out from 1 to 10, how are you, how are you doing in your faith, your family, your friends, your finances? And just some of the things that you talk about as faith, what I define faith as and what other people is totally different. Yep. Now, my circle of friends, tight are all basically the same faith, Judaic Christian people based off the Bible, and those things are our foundations. But I have learned over the last couple years, because of my own perspective and living in my own little world, most of the world does not function like that. No. Uh, There is people that are faith and their religion, and then they talk more about faith. But I always push it past that. What are you believing in? And do you know why you believe in it? That's one of the things. And when you ask people that question, I would say 90% cannot answer that question for you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and one of the quotes I like, men are living lives of quiet desperation. Yes. By Thoreau. And I realize it's because they don't have purpose direction. Yeah. I sat down with a young guy, highly successful, uh, the other day, and I asked him those questions. And what I was searching for was what he gave me. He says, how do you figure out your why? That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. It very much is, you yeah. know. How do you really figure out why? what am I here for? What am I doing? Where do I need to go? Because you can't really find fulfillment until you know why. Yep. You're living that life. Well, and I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, how people end up into their career, right? You, you know, grow up, you go to school. Typically, most people go to college. I'm not saying that's always the best option, but that's just what a lot of people do, right? And then it's like, okay, I'm out of my own. Okay, I'm graduating. I got to find a job. Okay, I got a job and what I think I want to do. And like, there's really not a lot of time to sit down and be intentional and think through like, what do I want to do? 
right? It's like you just kind of get shoved into it and you just go do it. Um, some people know early on, like I knew I always wanted to be in business and stuff, but I, I can't say I knew what, what I'm doing now. I didn't have that planned in my head when I was five years old. Like, you know, so I think unless you're intentional about sitting down and figuring out what you want your life to look like, a lot of times you just end up going through the motions and all of a sudden at some age between, I'm going to say 20 and 90, you go, Oh, I've just kind of been on autopilot this whole time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Here again, I'm 63. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to grow up to be. Right, okay? exactly. Who you want uh, to be when you grow up. Yeah, so I'm 63. I'm on bonus time. So I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do and how I want to be intentional. A lot of this comes from this. My brother died back in October. Great guy. Always dealt with mental illness and other things. Uh, he read six devotionals every morning. There's just amazing things about him, but he always struggled in life. Uh, worked every day of his life and uh, raised three great sons, everything, dropped dead in his son's house in October. They told him if he hadn't stopped drink, uh, not drinking, smoking, doing many things and, and energy drinks, one day his heart was going to explode, and that's exactly what happened. Okay. But it made a catalyst for me. I used it on purpose as a catalyst. Yep. All right? I, made, I was intentional. I wanted to change the scope of what we did. And so I sat down right before Christmas and bought everybody that was 12 and under, or 12 and over, yeah. uh, a book to move them forward. And it was a book that my grandson gifted me for Christmas. And so I went out and bought 20-some books to gift each one of these guys just to move them in the area of faith. Yeah. Because, it was Crazy Faith, wasn't it? Yes, it was Crazy Such Faith. Such a great book. Great book, uh, simple, because in this world... If you don't believe in something, or you don't believe it can get better, then what are you really living towards? Yep. One of the things I do is this. Uh, I don't lock my car. I don't lock my house. Because you have faith. Because I want to live in a world where it's safety. Right. Not that I'm in fear. Now, don't get me wrong. It happens. Right. I'm not arguing the point. You know, there's things. You're better off if you do like your car, whatever there is. I look at everything that we do in life is counteracted to something that people believe is going to happen. Yeah, that's but a good point. The, uh, what are you believing, see? Yeah. You can either believe to the positive or you can believe to the negative, and both of them have consequences for both of them. Yeah. So when I talk about daily faith formations or affirmations that I believe are things that's going to happen in my life or things that's going to happen in other people's life, I always project it into the positive. I like that. I believe here again because I believe in a personal creator and a divine authority that all things work together for good. Yep. You can go back to constantly as a believer, I personally believe it should be the joyous times. I can share with you, we can cry right here, the things that are going in my life that are things that would disturb any family, and we cry together. Yep. But that's not majority of my life. Right. Well, just so our listeners know, if you want to send us a private message, I'll share Mark's home address with you um, for a $100 donation. I'll give you his home address and tell you what his car description is. So um, <laughs> I'm just kidding on that. You know, I think, so we titled this episode, The Big Rocks of Life, um, and kind of talk about living out your priorities and it all stems around an analogy of, right, you've got four different mm -hmm. four different substances. You've got rocks, you've got gravel, you've got sand, and you've got water. Um, and how you can fit all four of those into a jar in the most efficient way possible, right? Uh, and it always starts out, you have to put the big rocks in first. Because if you put the water in, 
and fill it all the way up, there's no room for anything else. Um, and it's kind of an analogy to think through and prioritize your life a little bit, right? Like what's the most important thing? If faith is, if faith and family are your most important things, those need to be going into your schedule first, right? You got to put the big rocks in the jar first, and then you put the gravel in to fill in between all the, you know, all the big rocks. And then you put the sand in to fill in even further, and then you put the water in, right? Uh, and to me, the water is like the like minutia, not very important, not urgent things. Uh, and the most important, most urgent things are those big rocks, right? Um, and I do think it's funny, you know, a lot of people always talk about, oh, these are my priorities. Uh, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. Don't get me wrong. I don't have this all figured out. I'm just here sharing my my experience and my journey and trying to bring smart people on here like Mark to, you know, share his insight and wisdom. But, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, these are my priorities. But then if you look at your calendar and your bank account, you're going to see otherwise, right? Uh, people are like, oh, I want to eat. I want to eat healthier and I want to work out. And I'm like, all right, let me see your calendar and your bank account. Domino's, McDonald's, Jimmy John's, uh, you know, all these fast food places, right? Uh, calendar. Uh, you haven't worked out in three months. Well, yeah, I know, but it, it is a priority of mine. To, you know, it's so it, it has to, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time. Uh, and so I always love that analogy because I think it's such a visual representation. I know our, our I know you've done it before speaking at events. Our pastor did it um, earlier this year with an analogy. Uh, and I just love that, that kind of quote and, and thinking through your priorities in that manner. You know, you're so right. The priorities of life, you got to figure that out. Uh, like I said, it's my faith. And that doesn't mean going to church because a lot of people say going to church. I, I mean, I support the local church. I go, uh, I support the local community that I live in. Uh, but my faith is between me and a person. Yep. Uh, and that's the difference that I try to help people understand. How you define your faith is going to determine the other things in life. It's fundamental to me. So then the next priority in my life is my family. And yep. the f- first priority is my wife. Okay. Yep. My children come second, even though Tress and I used to have a thing when there was a decision as parents about our children. It wasn't between her and I. This was an administrative decision about how we were going to parent our children, right. but it was not between us. Right. And you have to separate that sometimes because children get involved. They come in your life, and then they consume everything about your life. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you guys experienced that lately. Or no. Not. no. Okay. The last eight weeks have been so smooth, Mark. I have no clue what you're I'm talking glad. about. Nothing's I changed. Probably got so. more sleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's you're parenting. so right, though. You're so right about that. It switches, and you've got to watch your own relationship. And so, that's the thing that we're doing right now. Uh, you know, I prioritize anything in my family. When I started running my business and was highly successful, working extra hours, I said, "You can pull the plug anytime." Yep. The business is not my priority. Right. But I'm out here there's anything so the other night i come in and my grandson's there uh 12 years old and it's seven o'clock at night he says hey let's play life my first indication was no the second (laughs) one is yes i'm never going to have another time to do that with him so we sat down and started playing then we started keeping track of how many cars we have Every time, multiplies how much money we have, yeah. and we're going to keep it for, for years. My cousin and I did that. We had about 100 times or more we had played this game. That's awesome. So my priority is my family. Next, if my children call me, and these aren't children anymore. These are 40-year-old yeah. people. Right. We will drop. I don't care if there is food on the table. We will put it in the refrigerator and go out to eat with them. Yeah. Again, because you're not going to. I know their life is full 
So I have the freedom and luxury to do it on my own time here. That's awesome. You know, and that's here again, as you said, your bank account, and your time will show exactly what you're. I never sacrifice anything outside of what my family's. You come back to your core values again. Yeah. And I always say, if you know your principles and your values, you've already made your choices. I like that. That helps to dictate what you do. Uh, it's not a question in my mind. Uh, so that's where I do. Family is the next thing. When I talk about it, the um, I had several books that I can uh, hear again. One of them is uh, Good Leaders Ask Great Questions by John Maxwell. Yep. Because if you really want to do- down into your life, what questions are you asking? Or what other people can hold you accountable and ask those questions. So that's one of the things that I would say. Read much, podcast. There's always searching for that endless thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, and I think one thing, too, I, I see a lot is, you know, you talk about your family being a priority, right? Faith and family. Uh, and, you know, and again, something that I even struggle with at times is it's like, okay, you know, you talk about the financial piece next, right? Which typically involves your business if you're a business owner. Um and it's, it's that hard line to walk sometimes, right? Because you have to provide for your family, but family is your priority, right? And so I, I see a lot of people struggle with that balance sometimes of, you know, well, my family is my priority, but I need to work to support them, right? Or we want to take the kids to Disney next year, so I need to work overtime to be able to provide and have those family moments. But in order to do that, it's going to take me away from my family, you know? And so... I think that that's a very delicate balance. Um, do you have any insight on, you know, how you've kind of dealt with that over the years or just any any infinite Mark Warren wisdom to share with people struggling with that balance? Managing time is always the key factor. Yep. But also, as a business owner, if you want to look from that level, it's really key people delegating, getting out and only doing what you are good at. Yes. Okay? I don't touch the finances. As you know, I've hired you as my coach yep. to tell me, hey, what are you doing? I know one thing. I've been successful because I s- spend less than what I make. Exactly. There's huge margin. It's principle number one. Yes, principle number one. <laughs> spend okay. less than you make. Don't buy something you don't need. Right. All right? We're in a consumer society, and you buy all the time, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, but delegate, hire people to do what you're not good at. Hire a coach immediately. Hire your best accountant Anybody that can displace, if you're doing somebody's job, you're not helping yourself at all. Yeah, that's good. That's really good advice because I think that's the one mistake I see a lot of people make is they're trying to wear all the hats in their business, right? Um, And there there are periods of time where you have to do that, right, especially early on as you're building things. Um, But you have to look at it for the time for money exchange, right? Can I pay... You know, a perfect example, we've got a client right now, they're a contractor here in the area, and he, like he was just drowning in administrative work, returning phone calls, all this stuff. And he's like, I love to paint. He's like, I don't want to paint every single day, but one to three days a week. He's like, I love it. I miss it. Um, he's like, I love that our business has grown and I'm more in the leadership business owner role, but he's like, I do miss being in the field. And we had the conversation of, well, how much would it cost you to hire somebody, right? So we found a a virtual business manager, um, very knowledgeable in the industry. It's been like a perfect fit for him. Uh, And it was, you know, uh, just over a thousand bucks a month. And he was like, I can paint and make that in about three days. Yeah. And I can be happier. My business can be better. I can have more mental energy. And he's had a total mind shift in the last two months since we've been meeting together. Um, And it's just been cool to see. And so sometimes you have to stop and think through like, what would I have to pay somebody to do this? And how can I make that money up elsewhere? Or what is it going to allow us to do because I'm sucked into taking on that responsibility? 
Yeah, you're key to it. Like I said, it, typically it's not money. It's not knowing the skill set that you need to run the business successfully. Uh, if you're very good at what you do, then you can duplicate that in a heartbeat. Exactly. Okay? Competency here, again, you know, attitude, competency, and excellence is what I talk about all the time. You've got to have the skill set. It's not that you don't trust the person. But if he doesn't have the skill set, he's not going to get the job done. Yep. He may be a trustworthy person, but he don't have the skill set. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what you're looking at. You know, I have certain people that I've been working with that until you educate yourself, it's all about personal growth. About you know, it's not, it's not very. Uh, it's almost embarrassing sometimes when you say, "I don't know." I'm 63, and I'm hiring a guy that's only 30 <laughs> right. to teach me how to run my business. I'm 31, if it makes you feel okay, better. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you look a little older. Yeah, thanks. Okay, probably because of the baby. Yeah. But you've got to find whoever it is, and you just don't know. Right. You know, why would I trust Chris in doing my finances? Well, I've looked at him. I've watched him. I've trusted him because of more than just what I see at the surface level. Yep. Uh, and so I'm willing to say, hey, I need help. And that's the key thing to it. You got to go out there and find that, you know, I've lost money in different people because certain people couldn't help me in my business. Yeah. They didn't understand where I was at and what I needed to know. And that's very embarrassing. I was talking to a real estate agent yesterday and she says, man, when I got in this, I was overwhelmed because she was 60 years old and trying to learn a new skill set. And yes, it's overwhelming. That's, that's There's so lot. many things. I had no clue when I started business that there was a thousand things go on. Yeah. It's funny and, how that works. Yes. And You're like, I'm good at home inspections. I'm going to start a business. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot more to this. Yeah. And right? then you go to, now you got seven guys yeah. uh, managing that and culture and other things is super critical. It's So when I look at business, I look at all those things. I prioritize. I never allow something that is least important to overcome something that is more important. That's really good. And that's why I use this check sheet even for myself. Uh, a good friend of mine. Marianne Kelly, part yeah. of our team. Yep. She says, I leave that on my desk, and every week I evaluate myself. Oh, I love it. To make sure I'm on the plateau of where I want to go and what's most important. That's awesome. I'm not surprised. She's, she's yeah. that quality yeah. of a person. And so I have certain things in my life that I put up to remind me of what I need to be doing, the most important things all the time. That's good. Do you ever have anybody look through that sheet when you sit down and talk to them and say, Mark, I need to have more fun in my life? Oh, <laughs> I know you got all the responses yeah, there. Yeah, you know, the responses. Because I'll be honest, there was one point, I think, in, in our life that it was like, you know, I think it's time, like, we need to go, like, enjoy life a little bit because we've spent so much time, like, getting out of debt and doing this and doing all these things. And it's like, it's been great and we're glad. But it was like, we need to have a little bit more fun. We need to do more things. You know, the purpose purpose of business is to fund the perfect life. It's almost like you knew things. that was the next question coming. Yeah, yeah, you know, okay, we'll set you up. Yeah. All right. You know, and no. it is. That's what you are. Yeah. Why are you working? Yep. You know? Well, and I think that's, you know, a lot of people from, from my experience, a lot of entrepreneurs go into business for themselves because they want to have time freedom and they want to have money freedom, right? They want to be able to do things with their family and live out their priorities. They want to have the, the money freedom to be able to afford that 
time, right? And and so I love I love that line that you have. It's it's one of my favorite Mark Warrenisms. Um, you know, is is that the biz, the purpose of business is to fund the perfect life. And you know, I, I love seeing you live that out, right? That's one of those things you don't just talk and say, "Hey, this is a great quote." That I, I'm just going to say you came up with it. I don't know if you did or not, no, but that's old stuff. That, that Nothing's def- new. Underneath that's that's the a sun. that's an original Mark Warren statement. Yeah, I'm just going to yeah. say that, but for the week. But it's been fun to see you live that out, right? You guys just went on an Ozark golf trip with your family and just all kinds of different things. Um, and you know, I, I just want anybody listening to this that feels stuck, right? Last week's episode was with Steve Thomas going from stuck to on. I love, love that, that conversation we had. Um, and so if you feel stuck, if you feel burned out, like just get back to why did you start your business in the first place? You know, what's the point of it? And see, it comes back to faith to me and creating what I want to live in. Yeah. I'm creating a life by design, not by default. Exactly. Because you're intentional about your time and what you do with it. Every day. When I get up, I have... Now, here again, I don't run a set schedule 8 to 9, 9 to 10. That's not my life. (laughs) I prioritize what's the most important things I need to get done during the day, and then the rest of it is free flow on what I want to do. Yeah. Because if you, you know, a good book is Eat the Frog. Yes. Whatever the one thing you don't like to do every day, get it done first, and then you can move on. Yeah. The same thing I teach my grandchildren. When you come in the house, get the homework done, then you're free. You know, I've been wanting to read that book for a long time, and I've just been procrastinating on it. Well, just and eat it, the frog. And anybody that knows the book will understand the irony in that yeah. awful yes. joke. Okay. Um, by the way, the last eight weeks since having a kid, my dad jokes are, like, either a lot better or they're just awful. Like, so there's definitely some power in when you become a dad. Well, you can definitely things, improve so. then. Yeah, if, if there's nowhere to go but up. So, um, you know, one thing here as we kind of start to wrap up real quick I do want to hit on is, you know, you definitely view your business and what you do as a ministry. Um, and I love that, right. That you, you mentioned earlier, you know, the church is about more than just four walls, right. If we're talking about faith and, and that was kind of a mind blowing thing for me, whenever we started going to church and understanding, it's not just showing up on Sunday. It's not just what happens inside the church. It's going out into the world and living those, those principles out. Uh, and you kind of view your business as a ministry and not in a pushy way, right. Not in a preachy way, uh, but just in sharing life with people and encouraging them. And, and that's one thing you are an encourager. You are there to help people reach their potential. Um, and so just ex- share a little bit about how you use that in the home inspection world. Well, every day my goal is to go out and change the world. Yep. How, how you define that is if I can change that one thought in that one person's mind for that day, whatever it is, you know, it's simple as complimenting the person, uh, you know, saying you're beautiful. You know, uh, Titus, my grandson, said one time, and I love what he said. He says, told a lady, he says, you got a beautiful face. (laughs) Okay? I loved it because even out of the simplicity of the child, that person felt wonderful at that moment. And I realized life and death is in the power of the tongue every day, and how we use that, even on ourself, creates that out there. So... um, one of the things I wrote down when I was coming here, I love arrogant people. <laughs> now, man, that's an ugly statement. <laughs> You're the first person I've ever heard say that. Okay, and only here's why. Whether whether it's a good or bad, they believe in themselves. That's, that's my true. only point in that. Yep. I didn't say I necessarily liked how they came across, but arrogance has to take you. You know, I always said run one degree under arrogance. Yep. Because you've got to be highly competent by what you do. But when you come back to ministry, it's all about what are you giving out to people every day. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Jackson always says, keep hope alive. 
I believe in that. People need hope every day. Yeah. In the world, in the situation that we live every day, a kind word, a smile, I'm in charge of that all every day. You've got a choice. You got a choice. You can do it or not do it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It's just as easy to do it as not to do it. Yeah. Now you don't want to live in my mind because there's a thousand things going on. No, day, I right? would never put that but on anybody. How every day is a positive statement for me. I love it. As I tell people, I have the perfect life, but my life is not perfect. Yep. There's a difference there. Everything I've dreamed and wanted in life, I have. That's awesome. My brother used to say, "Maybe you don't dream enough." Okay. Uh, but really, I'm satisfied with my life. But I know there's great much more to do. I believe in this day and age, with everything, I'm leveraging everything I have in life for the very most important things in life. That's awesome. I love it. Well, as we kind of wrap up here, um, I know you're an avid reader. You're a huge personal development person, um, and, and you've always got a whole list of books. So if you had to pick two books that you'd Impossible. like to recommend, I know, I know. It's like saying what's your favorite food, right? I'm like, I love them all. Yeah. Like. I see food and I eat it. Um, what's What would be the top two recommendations you'd like to leave small business owners with on book recommendations? Uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a great one. Yes. It's got some principles in there that if you follow the principles, like I said, I love action and principles. Uh, so that one right there, it just defines time. Yep. Here again, prioritizing the time. And again, the second one is a book that the CEO of Express Scripts, told me about about eight years ago called leadership and self-deception oh, are you in the box or out of the box oh you just said it well i love okay. that book because uh, you know i got in trouble many years ago and did some stupid foolish things and my dad made a statement to me that the rest of my life i live by someplace you lied to yourself yep and that's where you've got to have a great group of counselors. There's wisdom having people surround you to see your blind spots to help you move through. And uh, one of the things I know, I'm not here to condemn. Right. I'm here to help you move forward. Yep. And most of the time, what happens is people do not want their real self to be exposed because not only are they embarrassed, but they feel inadequate. Yep. And you've got to become vulnerable. So when I share my life story and things that happen on the things I've done wrong, it's so that I become open and transparent so that they can become, feel like they can become vulnerable yep. also. Nope, that's great. I love it. That book, it's by the Arbinger Institute. Yes, you said. Um, and it's so funny. I mean, and one of the analogies they use in there has really hit home the last two months uh-huh. about waking up in the middle of the night, you hear the crying baby. <laughs> yes. Do you fake and go back to sleep? And then like the psychological like guilt and, you know, all the other stuff that comes with that, or do you get up and take or care of the baby? Or do you say, well, she's not a great mother because if she was, she should get up and do this because it's her role and responsibility. That's like one of those books that you have to read like three times. Oh, so yes. if nothing else, get it on audiobook, read it, listen to it, uh, because it does take a couple, it's so deep and it's so like, I don't want to say a mind game, but it's it's such a deep thinking one um, and how it implements in your day-to-day life that, like, you have to read it and listen to it multiple times. Because I think you're right. I think it is a mind game. It because is. Because you have to teach yourself how not to think like yes, that. Yes, and make sure you're not and in the it's box. Counter, it's counterintuitive because that's how you naturally think. And the whole book is written in story form, which I think makes it even easier yes, it to implement. So yeah, I love it. Great. Um, Mark, thanks for taking time to come share about the big, right, big rocks of life, share about priorities. Um, and I can't wait. In season three, we'll do something else fun because you've always got great content and I love having you here. So thanks for coming. My pleasure, Chris, as always. And if you want a great business coach, I can personally say 
He's helping me out in my business on the financing, and I appreciate it too. It's been a blessing. Thanks for trusting us with it. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.